0: Welcome back to the Lucid Dreamer podcast. Today's Dose of Daydream is a short story that had its roots in a simple question. I was on a flight home from Florida with my wife and her family after a super awesome vacation a few weeks ago. My wife was napping and I was just left to my own thoughts. I watched my thoughts come and go like I was sitting next to a highway within my brain, checking out all the cars as they drove by. One of those cars really intrigued me. It had, why is airplane mode a thing printed on the side of it in big letters? I caught hold of that question and I knew that there was a totally logical explanation for it that I later looked up, but I had a great story idea. What if airplane mode was hiding something? What if there was something going on in the sky that someone didn't want us to see? So they made something called airplane mode to halt anyone from ever knowing about it. I ran with those following questions and typed up a short story. I'm proud to present to you, airplane mode. This is the final call for flight 2746 to Denver, the airport worker boringly stated over the intercom. The onboarding line already stretched into the bustling walkways of the airport. Walking through the crowd of fellow travelers, Owen lengthened his stride and kept walking. He was close to his gate to Denver. The fact he could hear the monotone drone of the final boarding call was good news. Finally reaching the gate just as there was about five people to be boarded onto the plane, Owen dug his ticket from his front pocket and held it at the ready. After just a few more moments, He was ready to be scanned and prepped for boarding. The worker at the ticket scanning booth was surprisingly attractive for how bored and soulless she sounded over the intercom. If it wasn't for the rushed boarding and the depressed droning look on the woman's face, maybe he might have asked her out. But he would probably need to be in completely different circumstances to make that happen. This lady was not in the mood to be hit on. She delicately snatched the ticket from Owen's hand, scanned it, then gave him the fakest smile he had seen in a long time. Have a great flight. Thanks, he nodded in return. Giving the woman the benefit of the doubt, Owen juggled options through his mind as to why this woman was acting so crummy. Maybe she's towards the end of a long shift. Maybe she's going through a tough time with her family. Or maybe she just doesn't like being happy. Stopping his option juggling, Owen prepped himself for the next step of boarding. Taking one more step, He was already prepared for the usual question. Sir, do you have a cellular device on you or any other device capable of satellite or internet communication? There it was. The same question recited word for word from the airport security gentleman. I do. May I see it, please? Owen pulled his smartphone from his other front pocket and handed it to the man. He watched as the officer typed away with his thumbs just as he did with the other passengers' phones. Your phone is set to airplane mode for the duration of the flight. It will be deactivated once your plane has landed in its next destination. Do not attempt to take your phone off airplane mode as this action will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of federal law. He paused, but only very briefly, to let that final part of his memorized speech settle in only slightly to Owen's ears for the hundredth time. Then came the final question. Do you have any other devices capable of satellite or internet communication? "'No,' Owen responded. "'We trust you, but we will verify. "'Please set down your briefcase as we do one final check.' "'Of course,' Owen set his briefcase on the ground "'as another worker snatched it from its place and opened it up. "'The first officer scanned him over with a handheld metal detector. "'You are good to go, sir. Enjoy your flight.' "'Owen took his briefcase back and strutted through the hallway to the airplane. "'Finding his seat wasn't a problem at all. "'It was the last one on the entire flight.' and a window seat at that. Owen loved watching the takeoff from the window seat. It was always exhilarating to him. He took his seat, strapped himself in, and got himself comfortable with the briefcase on his lap. His mind drifted around as he listened to the flight attendants giving their usual safety spiel. His brain tuned back in for the last question asked by the flight attendant manding the intercom: If anyone's satellite or internet communication device or devices is not set to airplane mode by a security officer, Please press the call light above you now and we will take care of it. Nobody's call light beeped. Owen sat forward just a little, his eyes focusing on the back of the seat in front of him. His mind revolved around one single question that he heard the answer to before, but didn't trust that answer. Airplane mode is needed to not interfere with the plane's instruments. If there's even one that is turned off airplane mode, the instruments will not function properly. Radio traffic will be disrupted, and the plane will be taken wildly off course. One of his past girlfriends working as a flight attendant once told him in a distant memory, Owen sat and puzzled some more. Wouldn't the instruments have a gyroscope or other technology to function properly? Once more, how is it that a single cell phone can bring an entire flight off course? He had placed these questions on a bookshelf in his mind, but they came rushing back to him. This was usually the case when you were a journalist working for an internet sleuthing web page as he did asking questions and finding the truthful answers to said questions was in his nature the plane moved forward only slightly takeoff was soon owen pulled his window open leaned back and enjoyed the view as the plane lifted off into the sky sitting at his desk Owen sipped his coffee comfortably as he donned his blue-light-blocking glasses. Setting his coffee down, he wiggled his mouse. The computer screen came to life, and he pulled open his browser. Before he typed anything in, Owen wanted to make sure he was 100% safe. He leaned over to his left to check on his router encryption configuration. He double-checked the device hooked up to his router and made sure all the green lights were on. They were. Sitting back up in his chair, Owen pulled open the settings tab to check his router and encryption on the computer's system. Encrypted read across the top of the small tab. With his internet encrypted, so that no unwanted individuals could pry into his business, he looked at his watch. 5.34 a.m. He looked at the sticky note conveniently placed in the top left corner of his monitors and read it over again. 5.35 a.m. URL. Two four eight nine four six eight four three seven five nine dot c i t s password echolocation at dollar sign asterisk one. He typed the incredibly long string of numbers into the search bar and hit enter. A plain gray web page appeared, titled "Private Anonymous Chat Rooms, Text Only." Just below the large title, another text box prompted him to type in his desired room's password. He typed in the echolocation at sign dollar sign asterisk one into the box and hit enter. Another page appeared telling him to wait while the host granted him access to the room. After a few more minutes of sipping his coffee and letting the nerves and anticipation build inside of him, the screen changed to a basic chatting room. Welcome in. Sorry for the delay, I had to answer the door, the text read inside of a chat bubble. The random anonymous username chosen for Owen's informant was PinkishRaccoon223, a completely unrelated name to the topic hanging in the air. Owen shrugged off the strange username and typed back, No worries, I'm just glad to be here, thanks for meeting with me. Of course, the stranger typed back. I'm glad someone as cautious as I am is willing to hear my story and finally break the news. An anxious lump formed in Owen's throat. "'Where would you like to start?' he questioned in the chat. "'Well, I'll start with my own background.' Owen opened up a note-taking app on his other monitor and readied his fingers for typing. The stranger continued, "'I, too, questioned the purpose of airplane mode and didn't think it was for what we thought it was for. I half-hoped I was right and half-hoped I was wrong.' I'm a coder by trade who decided to use my skills with computers to become a white hat, a hacker who does good. Owen jotted down a few more bullet points as the typing icon floated above whatever message was going to come next. With this new trade, I hacked scam centers, bad hackers, other awful people whom I was contracted by the government to hack into. Owen jotted some more in his notes and took a sip of his coffee. After doing that for a few years, I got really curious about the airplane mode and why it was such a big deal. The security protocols on all the airline's websites stated the reasoning for the strict airplane mode compliance is due to the interference the cell phone signal has with the airplane's instruments and communications. This is believable, but the argument that it saves your phone battery is the catch-all at the end. Nobody questions it further after they know their battery will last longer. Owen smirked and sipped his coffee once more. But when I searched for stories of people turning their phone off airplane mode on the deep web, that's when things got interesting. Owen leaned toward the screen and readied his fingertips on the keys once more. Sorry, I kind of just jumped into the meat and potatoes of it, ha ha ha, the stranger typed back. You good if I keep going? Of course, this is awesome. Please continue, Owen responded eagerly tabbing back over to his notes to not miss a single detail of what was to come next. Perfect. So I searched the deep web for these instances and read about people being forcibly removed from their seats by unknown government officials who took them to the back of the plane. Owen's eyes widened as he typed furiously. Eyewitnesses stated that once the individual removed their device from airplane mode, they would look around wide-eyed in obvious shock. Some accounts even have the perpetrator yelling, They've been hiding it from us all along. I'm communicating with them as they were being dragged away. Owen nodded to himself, recounting some similar articles he too has seen on the deep web in his recent searches for truth. These people were never seen nor heard from again. The official reports on these incidents claim that the person went home safely, but no one hears from them when I've reached out to the family and friends of these individuals. The authors of these deep web articles claim that they were paid by the strange government officials to file reports saying that nothing happened. That's why in the mainstream news, these sorts of stories only circulate for a week and a half at most, but get discounted as conspiracy theories and lies. They claim they have the facts because they say official on them and that it was sanctioned by the government. After I saw these articles, it was obvious that the phones did not interfere with the plane whatsoever. There was something the airlines and the government were hiding, and I wanted to see for myself. I didn't fully understand the risks I would be taking, but I wanted to know the truth. You are a truth seeker as well. That's why you were able to find me and we're able to have this conversation right now. I appreciate the compliment. Were you successful in your attempt to disable airplane mode? Owen responded. I was, and I'm still around and hiding to tell the tale. What happened when you disabled airplane mode? Well, I broke through their encryption using a fairly complicated sequencing code that I drafted up beforehand after studying their code. And once I did that, my phone was overloaded. Overloaded how? Owen questioned. Overloaded with texts, notifications, messages, all in a strange new language. I tried responding to one random number in the strange language. The person on the other end responded in English and guided me through a process. They told me exactly what to do when the security arrived. It is thanks to this person that I am alive today. What did they tell you to do? Owen questioned again. So when the strange government officials came up to me and asked me to come with them, this person told me to stay calm, go with them, then stop abruptly at a rear emergency exit and stomp hard three times. Owen's eyes were glued to his screen. His eyes didn't want the messages to stop. The person told me that there will be someone at the door waiting to take me away from the officials. Owen couldn't believe what this pinkish raccoon 223 was telling him. His fingers continued their flight from key to key, jotting every detail down on his virtual notepad. I quickly asked what this was, and the person responded with, If you don't come with us, the officials will kill you. That was enough to convince me to trust this stranger. Typing once more. The tension in Owen's chest was rising with each passing second. The message finally came. Owen. He was speechless. This was an anonymous server. How did the person find his name? The message continued. I will send you an airplane mode decoder. We need you up here. Owen almost didn't want to respond. What did all this mean? Why did they need him up there? And more importantly, where was up there? He responded. Why? I'm I'm comfortable here. Did you make it past my encryption to find my information? Owen sent. We have technology here that is far beyond yours. You need to be up here because if you don't, you're going to be raided and killed in a few hours by the security agency. They know about your sleuthing and will know everything once they break through your encryption in just a couple of hours. Owen's heart raced. He thought he was safe. How did the government break through his previous encryptions? Do the same as I did on the plane. I will be there to catch you. We need you, Owen. Without any warning or notification, Owen's screen went completely blank. The entire computer shut down. He tried pushing buttons to turn it back on, but nothing worked. It was completely dead. The next hour was spent rapidly packing and scheduling a flight. As he sat in the back of the cab on the way to the airport, he thought of what he would be leaving behind when he entered this new world. A friend or two he wasn't very close with, his job, and some ex-girlfriends who couldn't care less if he was wiped from the face of the earth. He had no idea what to expect from his arrival to this elusive place. All he knew was that he was going to be rescued from certain death. The last phrase of the so-called Pinkish Raccoon 223 character echoed in Owen's head. We need you, Owen. He didn't understand why a regular internet sleuth journalist like himself would be needed wherever he was going. He worked out, but wasn't all that physically tough, so that couldn't be why he was needed. He didn't feel like he was all that smart, he just knew how to dig and find answers to the questions he had. He also knew his way around a computer encryption, but only at a general, basic level. What could he possibly offer to be needed by these people? Owen pulled his leather duffel bag out of the trunk. Pulled his ball cap down lower so the brim covered his eyes. And briskly walked through the sliding doors to the airport. Security wasn't that busy at 7.30 in the morning, so pre-check was a breeze. He quickly found his gate, sat down, and waited. After some time had passed, Owen checked his watch. 8.38 a.m. His flight was going to be boarding in 7 minutes. He looked up at one of the TV screens to watch whatever was on it. A young reporter sat at a sleek desk with his hands folded and a very serious look on his face. This morning's big story comes out of the suburbs just outside of Denver. The local police, in cooperation with the Federal Flight Security Agency, performed a raid on the home of Owen Trudeau. His picture flashed upon the screen. An internet sleuth for the website questionall.com, who authorities say accessed highly illegal material on the dark web. Owen's stomach became an empty vat as his heart rate spiked. His skin became hot, then cold, then back to hot again. His mind raced. Thoughts of various scenarios ran in and out of his mind like a highway on a time-lapse. Upon raiding his home, he was nowhere to be found. Officers have set up checkpoints around the city of Denver to search for the fugitive. Owen couldn't listen to it anymore. He looked around at the handful of people waiting for the same flight. Every face was glued to the television. Owen sat back a little and brainstormed some options. He pulled out his phone and plugged in the device that was sent to his door by the anonymous chat room member just before he left for the airport. He checked his contacts and saw that pinkish raccoon 223 was listed as one of his contacts. His thumbs flew. They're breaking the news story about me. Everyone knows my face. He waited, staring impatiently at the screen. Finally, a typing bubble appeared, then the message. Go into a bathroom stall. Let me know when you're there. Owen hurriedly got to his feet, put his phone away, and walked to the men's room. A stall was open in the back of the empty bathroom. He pulled his phone back out. Okay, I'm in the stall. No one else is in the bathroom with me. Good. Video call me and hold your face as still as possible within the center of the camera feed, pinkish raccoon sent. Owen clicked the camera icon in the top right corner of his screen and held the phone as steady as he could with his shaky hands. The jingle sounded, and he saw his face fill the entire screen. Suddenly, a blue flash nearly blinded him. The world radiated white as he blinked several times. Finally able to see again, Owen focused on the screen. It was still calling Pinkish Raccoon, but someone else was calling. He couldn't believe it. That blue flash made his face look completely different. He moved his fingers up to touch his face but his fingers broke up a bluish webbing of some holographic technology it had never beheld before. It was amazing! The video call suddenly ended and a text appeared. Download the attachment I'm going to send you. It's your new ticket. Your new name is Brock Summers. Owen downloaded the attachment and saw the QR code with all the same flight details. Thank you. I will see you soon. He locked his phone and put it and the device in his two front pockets. Relief and confidence radiated from each step as he exited the bathroom, until he saw a crowd of federal and local authorities surrounding the bathroom, weapons trained directly at him. Owen's eyes enlarged and a lump formed in his throat. He could feel the panic rising in his chest with each beat of his heart. Did they know it was him? Could they see through the technology masking his face? What was going on? One gas-mask-clad Federal officer stepped forward in bulky body armor. "'Move along. This has nothing to do with you,' a muffled voice emanated from its source. Owen nervously nodded, then scampered away like he had no idea what was going on. He took his place in line and waited for the security check. He looked over his shoulder at the cluster of armed officers. One raised a megaphone. "'Owen Trudeau! This is the Federal Flight Security Agency!' We have you surrounded come out of the restroom slowly with your hands above your head the voice boomed owen suppressed the happiness overpowering him the high-tech disguise worked it was his turn next he scanned his pass no problems then went through the flight security officer's check no problem at all walking triumphantly down the hallway he took one last look over his shoulder the officers just entered the restroom this time He didn't suppress the joy and a smirk crept across his face. He returned his gaze forward and rounded the corner. From here on, all he had to do was disable airplane mode. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Lucid Dreamer podcast. If you did enjoy, please share this with your friends. I would love to hear what you thought, so please leave a review, and if you have any other specific feedback, feel free to shoot me an email, which can be found in the description. I'm looking forward to bringing you your daily dose of daydream. Until next time, I'm the Lucid Dreamer, and as always, have a great day.